Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, personal trainer and nap connoisseur, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I began an introduction to this series that we're going to do, and it's about the simple things that you need to do to improve your overall fitness. So if you're going to listen to this uh, particular series, you probably ought to go back and listen to the preview. But even if you don't, we're going to start talking about the most important thing, and probably the easiest thing, but the most important thing that you can do to improve your overall fitness, and that's move. Now, I don't mean move somewhere else. I mean, don't be like the guy that heard that most accidents happen within a half a mile of your house, so he moved. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, get up off your tail end and walk around. Do some movement. Don't stay seated. In the early 1950s, the the civil service in London realized that on their buses that twice as many of their drivers were dying from heart attacks as the conductors. They also realized that twice as many of the desk clerks in the postal service were dying than the postal letter carriers. And that got people started looking at, is sitting bad for your health? And over the time, we have found that a sedentary lifestyle is absolutely horrendous for your health. It's been found that 3.2 million deaths per year are attributed solely to a sedentary lifestyle, and it's now the fourth leading cause of death in the world. And it's interesting. Number one is high blood pressure. Number two is tobacco. And number three is type 2 diabetes. And number one and number three are directly contributed to by number four, which is a sedentary lifestyle. So it could even be a higher contributor to causes of death worldwide. So what is a sedentary lifestyle? You can either measure sedentary lifestyle by the number of hours or the length of time that a person spends sitting during the day or by the number of steps that you take during a day. Now, one thing about the number of steps, it can be skewed by like if someone sits all day and then goes for a run, um, your steps could be much higher. However, a lot of research has stated that just having an exercise time doesn't completely negate the negative effects of a sedentary lifestyle. So how long do you have to sit to be considered sedentary? And the answer is about two hours. Um, Anything over two hours of sitting starts to increase your risk of all-cause mortality. Matter of fact, people who sit uh, more than four hours per day have one and a half times of dying of people that sit less than two hours a day. And people that sit more than six hours a day have more than twice the chance of dying than someone who sits less than two hours a day. And unfortunately, in the United States, the average American sits for 7.7 hours a day, which means we've got twice the chance of dying of someone who doesn't sit more than two hours a day. And I realize some of you have to sit. It's your job. You're not supposed to get up and wander around all over the place. However, 
it has been shown that limiting your seated time to about 20 minutes at a time maximum will help to reduce the negative uh, negative effects of a sedentary lifestyle. Well, what about measuring it by steps? We've all heard you need to get your 10,000 steps. And it's really funny the way we got to the 10,000 step goal. In 1964, the Olympics were going to be in Tokyo, Japan. And a fitness craze swept through the nation of Japan. And everybody started wearing these newfangled pedometers so you could tell just how much you walked, how many steps you had taken. And all of the pedometers were four-digit pedometers, which means you could measure up to 9,999 steps. Well, a pedometer company added another digit to their pedometer and said your goal should be 10,000 steps. It was a marketing campaign. So they put out that you need to get 10,000 steps. And since then, we have adopted, you know, you got to get your 10,000 steps. Do you really need 10,000 steps? Turns out... 6,000 steps is pretty much the, and some some studies have said five, but five to 6,000 steps is the lower cutoff. So if you get more than 6,000 steps, you are no longer considered sedentary. If you get eight to 10,000 steps, you're considered somewhat active. If you get uh, around 12,000 steps, you're considered highly active. And if you get more steps than that, you're crazy kind of active. So that's the what you're aiming for. We need to try to get in about 6,000 steps every day. Well, how are we doing on that? According to the Mayo Clinic, the average American gets in 4,000 steps. So we're just a little bit behind. So once again, what's the big deal on getting in all this activity and getting in your steps? Well, here we go. Here's some of the things that happen to you. As you sit, the longer you sit, um, they have found that your C-reactive protein goes up pretty much directly correlated to the amount that you sit. C-reactive protein is a measurement of inflammation in the body. Inflammation in the body causes high blood pressure, heart attack, and it also causes insulin resistance. You also lose bone mineral density while you're sitting. All of us, we've got two different kinds of cells in our bones. One of them is constantly eating the bone cells, and the other one is constantly making new bone cells so that your bones stay um, new and healthy and flexible. And I know that sounds funny to say that the bones are flexible, but they're not brittle. So we end up with good, strong, healthy bones. However, they build back bone cells their idea is they're going to build back where they're stressed, where they're needed. And if you're seated there or doing nothing, you're not getting the stress on the bones. So they're not getting the signal to build back. But the eat away bone cells, they're constantly working. So you end up losing some of your bone mineral density and end up uh, with a greater chance of osteoporosis. So if you get up and move and walk around, then the build backbone cells, they start putting down new minerals and make your bones nice and healthy. Another thing that happens is the protein that your body uses to tell you that you need to burn fat instead of burning glucose or whatever, the level of it in your blood decreases as you sit. So as that decreases, your triglyceride level increases 
your healthy density lipoprotein cholesterol goes down and your lousy density lipoprotein goes up. For every 10% increase in sedentary activity, so if you were to be 10% less active um, in a year, it will increase your waistline by at least one and a half inches. If you're sedentary, your chance of getting colon cancer, ovarian cancer, or breast cancer goes up somewhere, depending on the study, from 13 to 20%. And sitting for prolonged periods of time is directly associated with increased chronic knee pain and chronic back pain. So with all this depressing news, what do we do about it? Well, the best thing to do is if you have a job or something that you have to sit, try to get up and get about 250 steps every 20 minutes. You know, all everybody's got access to some kind of a step counter. If nothing else, there's one that you can download for free on your phone. And I know very few people that don't have a phone with them. So that's that's a big thing. You can set a timer for every 20 minutes and make a point to get the extra steps. The other thing is just having a step counter, just measuring it, studies show that that will increase your step count about 2,000 steps. And if you were a 4,000 step person, measuring it's going to bump you up to a 6,000 step person. And guess what? That means you're out of the woods. And just always look for ways to be a little more active and a little less sedentary. And I hope that will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.